Hi, my name is Rituja and this is Roti, Kapra or Makan, where we talk about the basics of life, food, clothes and the idea of home. Shantanu came to America in the early 90s as an engineering student at Louisiana State University. His father's childhood friend lived close by. Some of his classmates were studying here, so LSU seemed to be a good choice. Shantanu started his journey from Mumbai airport in December 1992 with much fanfare. His family came in to send him off with bouquets and garlands. He boarded a Delta flight to the U.S. with stopovers in Frankfurt and London. His long journey certainly wasn't without an adventure. So where was your first stop when you landed in America? Uh, first stop, I think I landed in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, no, actually, uh, Atlanta. I believe it was in Atlanta. Yes, Delta, right? So mm-hmm. it was in Atlanta. Uh, there was another funny story, I'll, I'll tell you. So as I told you, I had, uh, I had a stopover of a week uh, in London just to kind of look around the city and things like that. And so um, when I was boarding the plane to come to the U.S., I had come to the airport a little early, so there was a long time. Um, so I said, why? I didn't didn't want to carry my handbag. So I said, maybe I'll check this in uh, as well and just be sort of uh, very light. Uh, and so as it turned out, my handbag had all my uh, papers, like mm-hmm. my school you know, we had the F1 visa and all that. Yeah. So all of that was in my bag uh-huh. and I checked it in <laughs> without realizing that I might need it at yeah. immigration. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I, as, as the plane starts uh, coming in and uh, then I realized after landing that <laughs> my f- uh, before getting my luggage, uh, I'll have to go through immigration. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, I told the air hostess or some, uh, somebody, uh, like a Delta person, like, look, I've left my uh, papers in the bag and can you take me through immigration? So she took me and, you know, I, I like basically wow. <laughs> went past immigration. So you, <laughs> but did you have your passport? I had my passport with me, but that's all I had. Like, oh, okay. um, uh, so there was visa, but I think you need a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, um, or maybe there was no passport either. I can't remember. It was so long mm-hmm. ago. But I definitely remember that, uh, you know, uh, going past immigration, she just told uh, told the immigration guy, you know, he's with me. I'll, I'll go, to go and uh, get the bag and we'll come back. And he just waved me through. Today, one can't imagine going past immigration with just a passport. Shantanu and I then switched to talking about food. What is your most favorite memory of food from when you were growing up? We used to have those picnics. Mm-hmm. And then my mom will make these puri and uh, batata chi bhaji. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that used to be like kind of a favorite uh, of mine. I, I don't know. For some reason, I always liked that. Um, then uh, my Aji, um, who used to live with us, um, she used to make those... Uh, uh, in Marathi, we call them hathfordni chepphoe. Mm-hmm. So I used to love them. Like I, I remember, I have many memories of like coming home from school. So uh, we used to have like an afternoon school. Mm. So uh, it would start at like, you know, 12, 11, 30, whatever. And then we come back at 5, 5.30. And I would have that plate of uh, pohe. Uh, and I would be very hungry, obviously, uh, mm. you know, uh, young. and uh, So I would 
gulped them, but I w- they would be delicious. So, do you remember the recipe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do remember. Do um, say how no. it's made? Oh, uh, probably like you know, it's like uh, you put some uh, the forni uh, means like the what what is it called? Uh, mustard the and se- yeah, seasoning, and the pohe. I think they're lightly. Um, they're not cooked or anything like that. I think they're just uh, like soaked in yeah, water. soaked in water and uh, just put the uh, uh, I, the basic tastes are a little bit of forni and then uh, sugar, uh, salt uh, and uh, a little bit of uh, lemon. Lemon, yeah, mm. and that's it. Very simple but mm. very tasteful. Uh, then uh, in growing up in my uh, undergrad, we you know we used to have a uh, what we call as mess, uh, what they call here as, uh, I guess, uh, what do they call a cafeteria? Cafeteria, yeah. So I remember many times, like, <laughs> we would uh, uh, sit. So I, I eat uh, both non veg and vegetarian, but many of my friends there were vegetarians. And we used to have those Sunday, uh, like a special uh, feast. feast, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And so they would have a vegetarian and non-vegetarian dish. Mm. And the, the non-veg people could, would get the vegetarian dish as well. Mm. And then the, uh, the vegetarians would get like uh, basically just that sweet dish or whatever. But, uh, you know, we would basically pair up with that uh, maybe on both sides. And we would say, hey, get the non-veg as well. So <laughs> we would like get the chicken uh, from these guys. Because we would only get one helping mm. of it. So... <laughs> So, uh, just some tidbits of, uh, yeah. you know, fun things. So, uh, and then, uh, I remember one day, like, uh, we, back in the day, we had a nice ice cream shop nearby our house. Mm. And uh, we would uh, often, like, my dad, me and my brother would walk uh, in the evening and, like, go to the shop and, like, you know, eat lots of those <laughs> yeah. fair, interesting taste uh, flavors of ice cream that we don't see here mm-hmm. uh, which one was your favorite uh sitafal yeah, yeah and uh, chiku and mm-hmm. you know mango obviously mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some of these are and uh, then uh, talking about mangoes you know obviously that's one mm-hmm. thing that uh, you can't not mention right. Right. <laughs> yeah what what is um what is your favorite memory of a mango eating a mango in in India? Oh, probably like getting up in the morning and uh, we used to have those patties, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, waiting for it to ripen and mm-hmm. and they would be in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and you know the whole room would be like filled with the smell yeah. of mangoes, uh, yeah. hapus mangoes, you know, and uh, it's just uh, indescribable that that flavor aroma is just um, uh, you can't find it here. Right. Where did your mangoes come from? Did they come from Konkan? Ah, Konkan, yeah, Ratnagiri. So was there like a family? Yes, thing? yes, there was a family friend who had uh, like uh, you know, bag, uh, ambechi bag, like uh, mango uh, orchards, yeah. groves, yeah. Yeah. So we would get some of them, but we we could also we would also buy from you know, the nearby parley stores right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting up in the morning, having that like the the hapus, the whole thing, yeah, you know, yeah. and eating it with. Uh, like softening it up and uh, just sucking the sucking pulp out of it, yeah, of it. Yeah. and then then eating uh, drinking milk afterwards so oh how we miss the taste of those mangoes Shantanu then shared some of his memories of cooking food 
especially during his student years never cooked before mm-hmm. and so i you know obviously found some roommates uh, indian roommates obviously and so they kind of showed me the ropes uh, <laughs> a basic thing is like i remember uh, my first roommate sham he had been there for a year before so he was a senior to me so he's like you always start with chopped onions whatever you do <laughs> you first chop onions <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you know i used to make some pretty decent um, uh, chole mm. um, and then um, did some veg biryani and then mixed veggies although some of my roommates would you know do, have different opinions <laughs> there used to be some uh, i think they still tease me like you know oh shantu ne banaya thoda khao thoda feko <laughs> Although his college friends might tease him about his cooking, I can attest that Shantanu does do a decent job cooking. Shopping for groceries was an experience. It was a ritual. That was a big thing. Like I mean, I think uh, one of the first things I saw was these huge grocery stores with so much stuff in them. That at that time, especially in the 90s in India, there was like, you know, all these uh, small the mom, mom and pop stores. and they would never be as big as the ones you find here so definitely uh, you know i felt uh, it was such a you know interesting sight i mean I, i liked the fact that there was so much of stuff around here and you know especially the juices and the wines uh, all those multicolored <laughs> wines i would be like oh man i would i think i want to have that uh, making groceries uh, you know uh, when we were at lsu uh only like only one of us had a car mm. you know among many friends so we would like do grocery runs mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. lots of uh, people you know piling on and like the the whole car would be just basically full of groceries yeah. <laughs> well people and groceries yeah. and and uh, one of our favorite uh, sort of things was like we would do the whole uh, you know would come start at the one end of the store oh, yeah. and go <laughs> around and you know the cart would be full yeah. but in those days like you know 100 dollars worth of grocery was huge like you would mm. get a lot of like stuff once shantanu completed his studies he got married and started to lay down his roots you know we talk about the american dream and things like that right so uh, i remember when I, when i first bought my first house um, i mean back in north carolina it was kind of uh, a very interesting moment like to reflect back on like where i came from and you know what it means to buy a house mm-hmm. and things like that so it was kind of a cherished uh, memory um then also like when i first bought my car my first car uh, that was a big mm-hmm. thing like uh, i'd gotten a job uh, right after grad school like there uh, yeah i think during during the 90 Five ninety six time frame ninety five time frame. There was this government shutdown uh, by orchestrated by Newt Gingrich. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I got caught in that. Like uh, my uh, like work permit was stuck because there was no government activity for a while. Mm-hmm. But I had gotten a job, but I couldn't start. So it was kind of like uh, a free. Limbo? Yeah, well, it wasn't limbo. They wanted me, and you know the. so i knew that you know i i had once the paperwork came in so there was this period of time where i didn't um have to worry about you know what's going to happen 
next and and i had a like a sort of an assured sort of job and uh, there was time available for me so that was pretty uh, cool so then we uh, went through this whole like buying a car so mostly i was not committed to buying anything particular and mm-hmm. we were mostly looking at new cars and things like that and uh, just when uh, i was uh, entering a ford dealership uh, right next to it there was like this little um, uh, used car dealership uh, you know kind of a sidey type thing mm-hmm. you know most towns they have like all these car dealerships lined up on right, one yeah. big street so that's yeah. how it was in baton rouge too they had this one big street where they had lots of car dealerships so and we went in there just on a whim because uh, all my friends like three or four of my friends and uh, anaga was there as well my wife and uh, we just went in there and bmw caught my eye it was like a used bmw 535i and for some reason i just became fixated by it <laughs> it was kind of in the same ballpark range it was a used car obviously mm. it's a high mileage car I just couldn't get my mind off it so mm-hmm. <laughs> finally ended up getting it. Oh you did? Yeah. Lastly, Shantanu and I talk about his experience with race and discrimination. First of all, I was uh, sort of in a living inside pretty much the university life, mm-hmm. right? So my contact with the outside world was fairly minimal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean there was some like, you know, we would be typical, you know, uh, graduate students, you know, working mostly, you know, at night. We, we didn't have computers, so we would use the campus computers. Mm-hmm. So often at night they would be available, so we would go there. <clears throat> so uh many times uh, uh especially on Friday night when, you know, most people here are partying out or or out partying we would be walking with our books and you know backpacks mm-hmm. and there would be a few you know inebriated uh, uh, frat boys kind of like mm. you know making fun of us but i don't think it was sort of necessarily racism but whatever mm-hmm. you know um there was one incident though like there was funny um uh, i had just like my first day of uh, school i was trying to get into my department and get to know what's going on things like that so the school had yet to start and since i had come a little bit early i i decided to pay a visit and kind of get to know what what i have to do by way of you know course registration and things like that so there was this lady there and uh, she appeared you know pretty normal and friendly and all that and i had nice banter talk about uh, general things and things like that and then the next day i came i went for some follow up or what not and she like didn't even recognize me and she talked very weirdly uh, you know and i was like well, don't you remember talking we had like a like good 10 minute 15 minute conversation you don't remember me and like you know that that felt odd uh, i still had that was kind of my first um, uh, sort of experience where I felt uh, what the hell you know was going on there but before that and uh, you know most of my school life I did not necessarily feel like there was uh, an overt kind of even in the deep south uh, I mean many people were very nice to me mm-hmm. um, you know here local uh, I mean american <coughs> professors and things like that so I don't know whether it was just uh, the, you know the fact that we we were in a cl- sort of closeted environment uh, mm. in the university or what not but i did not feel um, as much uh, 
you know in fact i i had the opposite experience like many people went out of their way to help me and things like that so um my experiences have generally been positive uh, when i reflect uh if i put myself let's say you know if i was in india and you know i a complete foreigner came came by i mean I, obviously people react differently to him and you know don't accept him as as one of them or you know as much as we feel like we are accepted in this society right and now obviously we are citizens and everything so we don't feel all that different but i think oh, on balance america is a very good an accepting country i mean obviously you can't <clears throat> have everybody behave you know uniformly good right i mean it's human nature and is generally in the nature of human beings to like kind of form different groups and cliques or whatnot but in general i mean i think um, this is a great country thank you shantanu for speaking with us shantanu's story is shared by so many of us who came to america to study and then decided to make it our home. Thank you. Roti Kapra Aur Makan is produced by Studio Disha. Theme music by Mansoor Ahmed of Resonate Productions. Editing assistance by Daniel Ganthner. I am Rituja and thanks for listening to Roti Kapra Aur Makan. Thank you.